When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 99 Potions, Fanbytes' premiere and only RPG podcast. I am one of your hosts, Natalie Flores, future contributor at fanbyte.com, and with me today is Imran's Oh My God. Thank you, Imran, and John Warren. No title, and... Steven Strom, Senior Managing Editor. Hello. Hello. It's great (laughs) to be here with the whole gang together for the holidays. The gang's all here again. Parentheses (laughs) again. Um, And joining us today for a special episode is our producer, Jordan Mallory. He's usually behind the scenes, but today he's here with his RPG pals. All of them. It's me. I stepped out from behind the ones and twos (gasps) to... um, to hang out with with my RP with all four of my RPG pals. Yes. Oh my gosh. Do you know why it's up. called that? The ones and twos. Yeah, it's like a brand of of thing, right? No, you've got it's uh you've got two turntables and a microphone. Two turntables and a microphone. Okay. Yeah, and so like you've got turntable one and you've got turntable two, and you're mixing between them to drop some funky beats for all the kids to dance to. Right, like and, we do uh, on every episode of this show. <laughs> yeah, it's it core to our uh, the structure of the show are the funky beats, and uh, yeah, whenever you are not behind them, you step out from behind them, the ones at twos. Right. Okay. Cool. Interesting, yeah. Jordan. I must ask. Mm-hmm. Recently, um, among the episodes that were either sixty nine plus something or 69 minus something can't mm-hmm. remember exactly which one we talked about which jrpg class we would be or just rpg class in general we're not limiting to you know only japanese role-playing games jordo what class would you be have you thought about this oh wow hmm well i i would have said bard also but john already took bard right yeah but, but and, he, and he's here so you, you and, and he's here but but he john who is here himself yeah, he hasn't. He, you know, he's he didn't like you know shoot you down just there. So I think he is tacitly admitting that it's okay to have two. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I would. I would likely be a bard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also in Final Fantasy fourteen at the very least, a uh, game that is very near and dear to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you in most group content have two DPS players. That's true. Yeah. In in MMOs historically, I've always played a ranged DPS class. Uh, I don't know the if range GPS that appeals to you, Jordo. 
because uh, I don't have to. I can just stand in the background and press buttons, and I don't really have to worry I about love stuff. Love that shit. Like uh, uh, in in World of Warcraft, I played an, an affliction warlock, and uh, my entire job was to stand in the back row and just do my dot rotation until the boss died. And that's all I had to think about was just like playing whack-a-mole with my cooldowns. And it was great. I loved it. That's actually, I don't know if you have played a lot of Final Fantasy XIV at this point. I have not. Okay. Because you have actually stumbled onto the class that is probably the closest to an Affliction Warlock now. Yeah. Um, yeah bard in, yeah. They're the, oh, cool. they're the dot class, especially in uh, Endwalker. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I like. I like I like playing whack-a-mole and uh, not standing in things is also something I'm very good at. Yeah, don't stand in the poop. Yeah, don't stand in um, don't stand in circles. Don't stand in fire. Um, don't stand on the cookies. If you remember Nax Ramus, was that Nax Ramus? I don't remember. I I never did a lot of like raiding or dungeon type stuff. Mm. Wow, wow, I just basically ran around um, doing quests. A lot, lot of running around in that game. Great running around game. Yeah. <laughs> also in Final Fantasy fourteen, but yes, that I would say that is the closest to the affliction. Like you can, you can execute your attacks as you move, so that is a really nice thing as well. Oh, that's not cool. every yeah. not every damage dealer. Yeah, not every damage dealer can do that. I started as a black mage, and as a caster, you gotta wait for those spells to cast, so mm-hmm. you can't move. Um, so switching is everything instant that. cast then for a bard? Um, most no. of it, uh, oh. most of it is, is yeah. instant cast, huh? Right? Interesting. Well, you, Natalie, you would know better. You play more bard. I do play bard. There, most of it is instant cast. Um, there's like some cool timing mechanics involved with like a rotation and like whatever song you choose to play. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, most of them, but I mean. I'm also just not good at games. I think we've established that in this podcast. You're not really good at games. I'm, well, I I will say that time that we played together, Steven, and that I was the healer in the dungeon, and I died, like, right when the last boss started. I think that was a, an incredible show of my talentry and video game expertise. We've all been there. It's true. Yeah. So today is our little special Thanksgiving episode. It is. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, thank you everyone for listening to your RPG pals and especially for accepting a British person like May oh, no. among your crew. Mm-hmm. Um Oi Gov British, isn't it? Oh we we've got a British oh, from episode, apart, isn't it? From across the pond here to celebrate. Thanksgiving. We, yeah. Just like we do in but a jolly old London town. We we like to we like to we, we Brits celebrate. In, we Brits invented Thanksgiving. Yep. Isn't it? A lot of people don't go, know that. We we <laughs> eat every every November we eat some cheeky Nando's with the boys, Gov. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, uh, yeah. the original uh, chimney sweeping device, the uh, the big like big stick that you stick down the chimney. Oh yeah, we all got a big stick over here. The original uh, one of those was a turkey's butt and feathers. <laughs> see, that you you put it down, you just you grab the turkey and you put it down the chimney. Uh-huh. And it brings up the soot. 
The what? Oh, that's excellent, mate. The, the soup? That, y- yeah, Joel. The, the shit. shit. The, the Thanksgiving <laughs> soup. <laughs> Honestly, I will say I'm very nervous for... I think I've mentioned it because I'm quite excited for it. But Ooh, yeah. I will be traveling to London. Oh, to see uh, your peepos. Yeah, to see my peepos at the end of December. And I am... I'm sorry to every British friend who listens to this podcast, but like, yeah. really, what the fuck is beans on toast? Beans like, it's, on it's, toast. It's good. Have you ever had it? No, I will never. Put beans on toast. So scary. Like, <laughs> what's scary those, about it? Those things. They're beans. beans on toast. Beans what's scary go, about it? Beans go with rice and like carne and yeah. pollo or like all that stuff. Beans on toast. Oh, it's just bread, so though. Disturbing contact for me. It's just like imagine putting beans on a tortilla, but the tortilla is really thick and fluffy hmm. and warm. I don't. That there's, a nice? texture, there's a texture element to that that I don't mm-hmm. know that I'm necessarily here for. Mm-hmm. What if it you put beans good. on a pancake? What kind of beans? I think actually matters here. In in um tra- traditional, I'm gonna I'm googling here. I can type on the podcast because it's my podcast. Beans right. on toast. <laughs> it's not my podcast. It's y'all's podcast. Um, these podcast. look like some pretty wet, normalized baked beans. Ba- yeah. It's like, I was literally about to say, it can't just be bushes, right? It can't be This that is gross looking. Yeah. Actually, you know what, Natalie? I take it back. I agree with you. This is disgusting. That is, that is nasty. The picture that if, we have right now. Is we nasty. we can't comment on on JPEGs like this, but this is this is horrifying. Yeah, we're not. It's just like it's just a can of of Heinz beans on toast. If you if you are a Brit and this is incorrect, please let us know in the fanbyte yeah. Discord. Fanbyte. This might be Casa. a joke picture. Well, it's from a like a recipe website, so I'm assuming that it's it's um unless it's a joke recipe website. Could be. Has anybody done that yet? Can Could we do be. that? We could probably do that. We were talking about you, cooking earlier today and how we would how you c- cook <laughs> in Final Fantasy fourteen, mm-hmm. and that's why this is all related. Book, right? Yeah, have you made anything from the Final Fantasy fourteen cookbook yet? Y'all oh got no, that I thing, didn't right? even buy it because I can't cook. So, um, yeah. What do you? Okay. <laughs> what do you mean you can't? I can't like. Cook. Like I don't know how to cook, and legally she's not allowed. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. I'm like five. Not anymore. So I'm I'm not allowed at the kitchen. Okay. Oh my god. No, I I wasn't gonna say it, but yesterday, yesterday I got I, I went to do lab work at the clinic, and I I had to wait five hours. So I was many. like, Dad, yep. It was understaffed and just like not a great area. So just like lots of waiting. And the lady who took my blood work, she was like, you look like you're 12. And <laughs> Did she just say that? She she like, like it was that it, it wasn't something that, she, that she just blurted out like before saying anything else. But she she did say early into the conversation once we, you know, once it was our turn. And I was like, did your age come up? No, Did she like, like ask you when your birthday was to confirm that you were the right patient and then say, wow, you look like you're 12? Yeah. Like, I think she did that afterwards, but she she just looked at me and she was like, oh, my goodness, you look like you're 12. Wow. There's, I was like, eh. you, that is that is a 
the worst possible way to say something very not potentially very nice because <laughs> yeah, she think- could. She probably meant it like as a compliment, right? Right. Yeah. But if you mean it as a compliment, what you say is, wow, you look so young. You don't yeah. say, wow, you look like you a look minor. Like it, <laughs> it, it keeps happening, y'all. And so Why is it only I'm, medical professionals? And, and only it only happens when you go to the doctor. To be fair, those are the only people that I talk to in real life. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, right, so we, we, we might have a larger sample size then. Yes. Were you I'm to sure interact with people outside of a medical environment, but that yeah. just doesn't happen. Yeah. But it is disturbing that it keeps happening even within a medical environment. So <laughs> I love the image we're creating of Natalie trapped inside the fucking like big uh, uh, FBI uh, CDC bubble from ET, just like yeah. hidden behind glass, not allowed to see anybody but doctors and like yeah, d- um, just dozens of scientists oh, in lab coats observing her at all hours. <laughs> So yes, I as as a minor, I'm not allowed in the kitchen because I might actually just like burn everything. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't cooked much, but one of my first experiences, sort of like trying, not really cooking on my own, but it was enough to scar me. You know, it was like so. I had this period in high school where I, I have this thing where like if I am fixated on a food a specific type of food, whether it's like a specific flavor of ice cream or maybe at the time, like this was my easy Mac fixation period. So that's like the thing that I would eat as a snack every time that I got home. And I remember that I got home that day and my mom was like doing the typical mom nagging thing of like warning me about the future and being like, you got to do this and you got to do this and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, okay, fine. I was like tuning her out. And she was like, yeah. And like, you know, when I'm not home, you have to make sure that you're, you know, you don't have the stove on and that you're doing everything as you should if you're going to cook. And I was like, okay, fine, 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 whatever. I obviously, I know how to like do that stuff. And so I put in an Easy Mac in the microwave and I didn't put it in water because you're supposed to fill it up with water up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And yep, you're supposed to do that. And so we lived in a townhouse at the time. So I was just listening to her go on and on as I walked upstairs and she followed me. And I was like, mom, like literally don't worry about it. Like you got to I start. got this. I got this. You can't undermine me that much. And then suddenly <laughs> like, I'm like, uh, like maybe three something like three minutes pass and like i should go check on my easy mac and then i like uh-huh. go downstairs and like everything's up in smoke and i was like oh no oh my god the easy mac oh, no. <laughs> so she's never let go of that um oh, so yeah. when john warren front of the site uh before recording was like maybe we should talk about how we would individually cook a chocobo which, oh you know, has to do with what we were just talking about, Final Fantasy XIV, the critically acclaimed MMORPG for the free trial up to level 60 um, and no restrictions on playtime. I was like, I, I, I wonder how to cook a chocobo. Um, I would simply now, not. Well, I would simply not is what I'm leaning towards. Well, hold on. Is this like, is there a market that I go to and I just buy like a chocobo flank? to take home to prepare or do I have to slaughter a chocobo myself? That's a good Because because if it's like a normal meat purchase situation, I might buy a, a chocobo leg and 
you know, roast that or something? I guess what what? Okay, so here's the actual question. I think there in the Final Fantasy 14 universe, it seems like most foods as somebody who plays a lot of gathering classes and the culinarian class and stuff like that it seems like most foods are just kind of like naturally occurring and stuff and there's maybe okay. some gardening going on um but it's like free range chocobos and stuff like that and people go out and just like oh this is a this is a wild chocobo they're just ranging around nobody owns this chocobo we just go out and hunt mm-hmm. uh i take it if it's that i think that's fine because right. it, if it's not like if Eorzea is not doing like fucking what chocobo I, a, ranches, chocobo ranches where, where they're like, like they're in, in giant cages and can't move right. or walk or anything. There's a word for that, right? Where like the how chickens are treated so horribly in mm-hmm. the US. Um, uh, a crime? A crime. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, not as it turns out. But there, there's like a word for like the kind of farming animals in that very disassociated way that sucks i don't mm. think but in the aorzea i don't think that's the case okay so so i think that's fine then. but i would i would have to go kill my own wild chocobo then yeah, as a bard uh, you might have to shoot an arrow at like a wild angry chocobo that was okay. like attacking travelers or something sing a song hmm. first though yeah yeah <laughs> sing a song while I'm, chocobo. sing a song as i'm like flaying its skin and like removing all the organs and stuff uh-huh. There's a Chocobo song. Well, I mean, there's there's several Chocobo songs, but the Final Fantasy 13 2 has that song Crazy Chocobo. It goes so off. <laughs> it goes so hard. It's like a metal Chocobo theme song. I, yeah. I don't, I don't care like what anyone says. Chocobo. I love that game. 13-2? Yeah, 13-2. It's, the story's not great, but that was fun as hell to play. Yeah. The thing I always hear about 13-2 is that the story... Maybe, well, I don't know that I hear anything about 13.2 spoken in the last, like, seven years. Mm-hmm. But I remember hearing at the time people being like, oh, the story is still not great in this these 13 games. But they did get the, the gameplay down this time, finally. Yeah, it was so fun to play. And the music is the best in the series, besides Final Fantasy fourteen, of course, which the Endwalker singer, single, sing, sing, single. And Walker Sangle. Single, the and the and Walker Sangle. A Sangle came out today. Chef's and kiss. Walker Single. Oh, like the 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 song came out as a single. Yeah. The, the main theme. Okay. Yeah. See so it on the Billboard Top 100. Yes, it overthrew um, Girls' Generations G. Who did what? The Girls' Generation. Who do I have oh. to beat up? No, that it overtook Girls' Generations G. Ah. In like terms of like views on what? sales, yeah. Oh, yeah. sales, really? Sales, yeah, it's, on, it's on the everything. Billboard Top 100. Uh, you, you know, if oh, G is at number two, right. this one is at number one. Yeah. Right. Okay, sorry, you were making a joke and I missed it. Yeah, I thought I was, <laughs> I, I was in, immediately defensive that someone had actually broken a Girls' Generation record. We don't and, quite talk about K-pop much on here, but Jordo and I are big k-pop connoisseurs it's true i'm a girls generation super fan um life lifelong tiffany bias and um tiffany and oh i just can't it's hard for me to joke about that stuff you know it's understandable you don't want to joke about about i want to joke about yeah we could joke about killing the chocobo we can't joke about a k-pop super group getting overtaken on the billboard I really feel like some, this is not deep lore, but this is like some background info about like fanbite folk for people out there. This is a special episode, so you can get some of that here. But like, 
of the two things that I think are kind of like on the back burner, pie in the sky, if we only had more time Mm -hmm. things, I think like there are, we have been, several of us on staff have been like mentioning in the past, like we should do a a comic book type thing where like me and Mike try to explain stuff to like LB and Imran. Imran has like pushed for that a couple of times and stuff in the past. And the other topic of conversation that we don't do nearly enough with is K-pop because there's so many K-pop fans on this staff. Between it's you true. two and I believe LB as well. Yeah, and LB and um, Michael is big and Michael is a K-pop yeah, fan yeah. also. Michael I believe likes K-pop too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's got its peeps here. Yeah. We'll we figure it out. To, yeah, we, I was gonna say we have to figure those out one of these days. Jordo, do you have a K-pop song of the year yet? Oh goodness. Um, let me bring up my Spotify. For me, I'm thinking weeklies after school this is absolutely not rpg related but it's thanksgiving yeah jordan's with the rpg pals jordan we're all just having a good time yeah so need to ask jordan about the k-pops because you know k-pops the k-pops um gosh weekend taeyeon's weekend was really was uh, like a good summer banger when that came out um did that new did that new IU come out this year? Lilac and Coin. Yes, and Lilac all that and stuff. Celebrity. That's yeah. probably my album. That's probably my album of the year. It's yeah. probably Lilac. It was really, really strong. IU was good. Yeah. Her albums are just really good. For me, I, I don't tend to venture out into the albums that much. Um mm-hmm. I just tend to listen to singles and I'll listen to the rest of the album if I really stand a group. So like Red Velvet. Um, went to the concert a couple of years ago in Miami and oh, wow. preparation. I like had, you know, I had stand them since, you know, before debut or I hadn't really, I can't say I stands them, but like I followed <laughs> them. Um, and it was until then years after they had debuted it by this point, I think their most recent single was really bad boy. And I just went through every single album to listen to it all to like, prepare for the concert Mm -hmm. uh still one of my favorite things to have done um but i did get (laughs) i caught a horrible flu after attending um that was your parting gift yeah yeah uh in compensation for uh going with my best friend and telling joy with like my phone it had like a glowing text on it saying i love joy and she saw us and she smiled at us and um, and god was like okay in compensation now you got a big flu (laughs) (laughs) look the universe is is all about balance exactly exactly no but those those are good picks uh coulda coulda from twice was pretty good um, Twice has had an okay year. Yeah, like, I like alcohol them. free a lot, but scientists alcohol free was fun. Scientists maybe not so much. Yeah, right. And yeah. it's weird because like they're both kind of similar in that they're more toned down twice, like not the mature sort of sound and choreography that Twice is doing these days compared mm-hmm. to their debut days. But like, I it, it's such a difference for me. Like I listen to Scientist and. Uh, I I didn't like it and it's still in my head because the thing about K-pop is that that's what they care (laughs) about it's like sometimes the song isn't good but it's stuck in your head like Mm -hmm. like I don't like any of um Espa's songs but they got stuck in my head 
So, and that's that's really all that K-pop needs to do to be successful. Just like get stuck in your head and it's just like, get in there. damn, you got it, me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's still stuck in my head. I, I won't say it isn't. And I'm like a twice stan. So I'll listen to all their singles and probably, you know, even the ones that I least like, they'll get stuck in my head for some time. But yeah. Yeah, so. yeah I, I Can't Stop Me was just such a, a like high a high watermark for them, I think. Yes. Both in terms of the actual song itself. Oh, that that English version is pretty silly. But um Did you like the feels? No. I mean, yeah. like it has a it has a good hook. Um yes. but all I but all their songs have a good hook, but it's uh, me and LB were talking about this before recording a few weeks ago that they that twice posted cringe that this is yes. just that they like, this, like this song this is a song from 5 years ago. I like they, who on, at JYP is just now getting into Tumblr. Like, <laughs> who, yeah. uh, I hate the lyrics. I, I love the hook. It's grown on me, but like... It's a good hook. It, those TikToks are fun. I like the choreography, you know? Yes. Um, saying yeah. someone, you know, I got the feels. It's like... No, <laughs> no it's 2021. Nobody has the feels anymore. Scientist has a Why So Serious reference in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's going on over there? Don't try to be a genius. Why So Serious or something like that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know what's going on there. I feel like, and also just like, like at least to me, the, the English forays, like the forays into America and like the English market are just not working out that well. I mean, it's no. has tried. Well, they've it. never worked. Yeah, they've never worked. So the closest was Wonder Girls. And they're I don't think they're really going to top that. They're certainly not going to do it with Espa, which like no. was on the Kelly Clarkson show a couple of weeks ago. And like you saw their AI characters on the screen. I was like, nobody in America <laughs> will like this or think it's normal. <laughs> no Please, one will understand can, can this. We not? And like. Of course, I bet Sam's gonna get into NFTs soon. Like that's just gonna be. A thing. Oh God, yeah. You, you I know hadn't thought about it's already. It, but yeah. You know it's a thing. Um, yeah. But yeah it's like Damn. the feels tying this back to RPGs because now we've turned into a K-pop <laughs> podcast. But the last hey, time Steven, I remember, how's it going? <laughs> the last time I remember the feels happening, that phrase in an iconic manner was in two days from now from recording will mark seven years since the last Dragon Age game. And I remember wow. when Dragon Age Inquisition was getting marketed, Aaron Flynn, the then general manager of BioWare, got on a Gamescom stage uh, to present one of the last few trailers that was Oh, I remember this. Game. And he was like, ah, all the feels. Uh, and he like, wait, <laughs> and he like fanned himself. Yeah. Right? Is, is so that the right funny. moment? That was the iconic moment. And even then people were like, all right, this is done. This is, the feels yeah. is over. That was seven years ago. So twice just getting into the concept. I'm like, Nyon, your vocals are fire. Jihyo, <laughs> the vocals are fire. Sana, you are fire. But it's just not, can't, can't do it. It's not happening. It's not working. It's, it's not, working. not working. Steven. The mistake they keep, yeah, Steven. Hi, <laughs> Hi. Steven. Hi. <laughs> what are you up to? Are you? I made two peanut butter jelly sandwiches before this episode started. Uh, so I just yeah. kind of finished one of them off while you guys kind of like talked about that. Um, oh, cool. For a little bit. I, I think I was going to kind of establish. I, I can act as like the the buttress, you know, I can be mm -hmm. like, uh, and you can take all of those songs and artist names that they have just said and use those as recommendations to listen to while you grind in an RPG. And that's why it's related to RPGs. There you go. 
Yeah. <laughs> K-pop is good for grinding because it's K-pop upbeat. It keeps you motivated. Is, yeah. yeah. It's like intentionally supposed to be upbeat. It focuses more on the rhythm than like any, you know, lyrics that make sense even mm-hmm. sometimes regardless of whether it's in english or in korean and it's just like really good to listen to when you be grinding in final fantasy 14 sometimes there's grinding in the choreography yes unfortunately if it's a spicy song if it's if it's a boy group a lot of the time too oh yeah. yeah yeah the guy groups have a lot more grinding yeah they grind who are they grinding with the air yeah um. <laughs> Insert yourself here. We're not making a case for why Steven should listen to a K-pop song. (laughs) (laughs) Here at AI Potions, we're clearly good at selling people on things. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to say anything about it. Uh, You know what? I, you know, I was... I'm here telling you, I just beat Shimagami Tensei last night, so I'm saying go with God. (laughs) What what are your overall thoughts? Yeah. On Shimagami Tensei? Yeah. Yeah. You wrote our review for it, but I... That was... Before you finished, right? It was a while. It was before I finished, like the the all the like. I haven't seen all the roots yet, but I hadn't mm-hmm. fought the the secret super boss, which is the uh, thing I did last night, so I could get the the true final ending. Um, oh, so how I was it? Out to do that. Is it your um, RPG of the year, Steven? I don't know. I mean, it's probably my RPG of the year just by virtue of like it's the one I've played this year mm. so far. I, mm. I might. I'm, I'm still hoping to try and find some time for Tales of Arise before we get into deep game of the year discussion talk. Just another extra hundred hours for Tales of Arise. Just another. You know, it's it's nothing. Ain't nothing. It's fine. <sighs> that game fine. is. Yeah, that game is a good. Forty hours. It's hard to find time. SMT5 though, uh, very good game. Um, very interesting. I came away from it by the end, and partially I do this to myself um, because I just like when I play a game like this, especially ones that have like true secret endings and stuff. I always grind the shit out of them uh, to bring it back to the grinding, um, <laughs> and like try to get everything. Uh, try to to I did all the side quests. I fought the big level 96 super boss. I got the true secret ending. I did all that stuff, and which was like a lot of grinding at the end of the game, a lot of um, just kind of running around doing the same thing over and over again. So I was like, by the time I was at the end, I was done. I was I was ready to move on uh, mm-hmm. well before the game ended for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that there's like some stuff in there where I really hope that with the next Shin Megami Tensei game that they depart a little bit more from like the very very established formula because this game is like a lot of the same stuff for 70 hours or whatever Mm -hmm. it was for me that Um, sounds like persona 5 (laughs) persona 5 has like ideas that i wish this game had in it Mm. i i it's been really fascinating to me over the last couple of weeks to listen to various smt fans talk about this game because there have been people like you, Steven, who I've listened bring up Persona 5 and 4 and like wishing that that SMT5 had kind of brought in some of some of those ideas, like not totally with like um not like, like social changing, sim stuff or anything. Yeah, not like re reor, reorienting the like goal of the main series or anything, but like wishing that they had just kind of evolved alongside with some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I also have other friends who are uh shout outs to Maruni, uh, a VTuber pal of mine on Twitch, who is like the hardest core mainline Shimakami Tensei fan. 
that I know or have known. And she is so thrilled that none of the persona stuff is in here. Like she hated persona four and five, the only good persona, like persona two and three are the best ones. But she none just, of them got me ten games. But, she's, but yeah, but she's intellectual. I see. But no, yeah, none of them are are anywhere near as good as the real Shimagami Tensei games. And um, I'm I may I may be slightly misrepresenting her opinion. So apologies, Marini, if you ever hear this. But my my stuff isn't like thematic. The the stuff I would like to see from Persona Five specifically is not like thematic or or dating sim stuff or any of that or like tone or anything like that. It's like stuff where I play a lot of Shin Megami Tensei games. So, you know, Strange mm-hmm. Journey, Devil Summoner, uh, Devil Survivor, all of that stuff. Um, and I have seen many, 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 many iterations of the Demon Fusion system at this point. Mm-hmm. And there are just like dead ends in Shin Megami Tensei Five in terms of like what you can do with like these big cool demons that you have collected over the course of a game or, and whatnot. By the end, I had like so many that I was just never using because there was nothing to do with them because they were all too weak, but also mm-hmm. they wouldn't fuse into anything useful. Whereas in Persona Five, if you had like a which are just demons in that game, they just they're they're called personas or personae or whatever, but they're just the same demons uh, <clears throat> and use the same demon fusion system. Persona Five has this thing where it's just like okay, you got this demon that you have nothing to do with anymore they're they're too weak to to provide you any kind of like value uh you can't fuse them into anything useful or interesting but you can go to this uh, you can hit a button and like convert them into a useful item or you can hit a button and like turn them into xp for another one of your demons uh, okay. and level them up got like, the mechanics um a little bit yeah like honestly um Gotcha. Without the random element of it, right. but like feeding demons to other demons, that sort of stuff. I wish like that kind of thing was in here because it would make it a little bit more like certain elements mechanically a little bit cleaner. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Uh, but like in terms of vibe, yeah. In terms of vibe, I I, I love it. Some of these demon um, designs, I I I've, have not paid attention to Shin Megami. Uh, all that closely until this mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And uh, maybe y'all can tell me if the demon designs have always been like this, but um, have y'all seen that mermaid with an ass? Oh yeah. The, like the mermaid with a mermaid. human ass. Yeah. Because, think- be- because her, her legs don't fuse into a tail until kind of like halfway down the thigh, Yeah, down the thigh. Yeah. So she still gets, you know, <sighs> I think so she still new. has that. Is she I new? Think, I think she's new for five. Yeah. But like, is it a psychosexual thing where like that makes sense or are they just they just wanted to make sure that their mermaid that you could still have sex with the mermaid if you wanted to. In the That'll traditional be- way, not that you couldn't have sex with a mermaid <laughs> and, and a, like a traditional mermaid, you you know, if you put your yeah. mind to it. That episode of Futurama explained <laughs> They did. Yeah. That, yeah. I can. Can I see this demon? I have no idea who it is because <laughs> okay. they're new Here, to me, Shin Megami uh, Tensei Five. Let me do SMTV ass mermaid. Yeah, because usually you see. Wow, she came. She immediately showed. Oh, <laughs> she immediately popped up. Um, so she she was in the previous 3DS game too, I guess. So she's not brand brand new, but she's fairly new. Okay, uh, previous um, 3DS game did not play whatever. No. So it's like it's like she's wearing um it's like she's wearing lingerie panties and stockings but the stockings are where her legs fuse together to That's become so uh, odd. thin like a fishtail. Mm, mm, mm. Interesting. 
interesting very useful design. early on she's got a really cool ice power that is very good against the first boss interesting design choice i did like i'm not saying this is a good or bad design i'm just saying that uh i'm curious as to whether like is this like a psychosexual series because there's also that big penis wagon demon yes. right? yeah <laughs> yeah so like this isn't uh, so like de- sexualized demons are not new no um no. but is that is that like thematic for the game or is it just like a weird thing that the character design does I would say weird thing that the character design does, right, Steven? Like, it's, there's no, like, social commentary on that or anything? The, not, not like, directly. It's it's more that in, in the world of the Shin Megami Tensei games, what demons are are basically... A demon can be anything that is something that is, like, sufficiently believed in. So mm-hmm. demons can also include... Like, angels are literally just demons in this game because people right. know about angels and, and stuff. But also... There are, are certain demons are just like Mothman is a demon. Yeah, because, he's super cute. Yeah, he's adorable. But like because he's like a there's a he's an urban legend. So urban mm-hmm. legends become demons in this game as well. Um, you know, things like that. So anything that has like uh, sufficient stuff. So they're pulling from a lot of real world like lore and fiction a lot of the mm-hmm. time um, for, for some of these things. And a lot of those things will just have. You know, well, the lore says that this person was a big on fucking so or whatever. It would like, yeah, the, the, with the mermaid thing, too, specifically. Well, that there. makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. mermaids are, are very sexualized. Yes. Just yeah. across history. Right. So it would make right. sense that the mermaid represented here would also be sexualized. OK. And we all believe in the penis wagon. We all believe in the penis wagon. Yes. Telling stories of it around the campfire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, d- don't don't get in. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, recently, Michael Hyam, friend of the site, a section editor of our upcoming Final Fantasy fourteen Vertical, The Link Shell, uh, wrote a really cool piece on how uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five incorporates this sort of mythical figure from like Philippine culture that he like grew up like listening about this sort of like boogie woman-esque figure in like the cultural mythology and like she's actually like an iteration or sort of imagination over her is in the game that's cool which character sorry um so i am going through our features right now but like my (laughs) is not that great but it's right it's the first demon from the philippine folklore uh it's called the manananga mayhap hopefully i'm pronouncing that right um but just michael wrote a really cool piece on how like he was like is this a w for representation i don't know because <laughs> she kind of she kind of a bad bitch like technically she's like a vampiric woman who either has her torso ripped out and moves her two portions oh that lady, this lady. Yeah. yeah yeah or has the ability <laughs> i like how everyone was like oh that one that yeah. lady who has her yeah. torso I, ripped out <laughs> or has i had the her to on my team for a while yeah <laughs> yeah the manang the manangal I, I, be- like a- I believe Merritt tweeted, retweeted Michael's uh, post about his article and said, yeah, but she can still get it or something along this line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's very much how she's represented in game. Like, the, yeah. she is basically like a 
bat-winged zombie lady mm-hmm. with a really long tongue who is basically cut like what if she was cut down the middle like through her torso and like the bat wings were flying up above her legs and she was resting one hand on her ass and like caressing her own ass as she floated above it Hums while among us is not yeah like she definitely knows what she's doing yeah <laughs> yeah i'm seeing her right now lore neutral chaos well that would be cool yeah i can i can imagine um that being a complicated thing as far as whether or not that's like Michael said, a W for representation, but also um, it must be cool to to have something from your childhood show up in one of these games that mm. is like very unique to your, to your culture. Yeah. Um, also, I want to clarify, I'm not, I wasn't trying to shit for the listeners out there. I wasn't trying to shit stir about this, mer- this sexy mermaid. No, no. no. Uh, <laughs> I was just curious. genuinely curious about this series that I'm very unfamiliar with. Uh, I will say this is maybe the one big RPG that I'm actually interested in playing this year. Mm. Um Maybe, maybe I'll. I almost said maybe I'll wait for it to go on sale, but this is a Nintendo Switch game. Yeah. So the odds Atlas of that happening are pretty good about that. Are though. they better about that? Atlas okay. is usually pretty good about sales. Okay, cool. Because I don't. I don't like spending sixty dollars on games, even if it's a big game. Sixty dollars is so many dollars. But do you have any interest in Ruined King after hearing us speak I, about it? I did until you told me that it cost $30 and then I stopped caring. <laughs> oh, it's like, too much? Well, I, I just am not that interested in league stuff. Yeah. Like, like I, I played, I played probably like 60 or 70 hours of league, um, a few years ago, uh, when I was extremely depressed and, that's uh, the time to the play only a time when yep. people play league. When yeah. Uh, I was an Ari mid main, um, because she has a girl's generation dance. Yes. And um, and like I'm familiar ish. I have the same like surface level familiarity with those characters that everybody that play plays League has. Um, but I think if I'm gonna put time into an RPG this year, it's it'll it needs to be something that I'm a lot more interested in. And um, if I just want something mechanical, I'm already really enjoying Darkest Dungeon two. I've been playing that a lot, and Ooh. I've made it to the mountain like three times and keep getting obliterated by that first encounter and um but everything that i've seen on twitter about shimigami tensei both the excitement that all my friends have about it and also the localization seems really fantastic oh it is yeah and that does a lot for me there's that screenshot going around um where i think it's the mothman who's saying oh well if it isn't the dumbass with too many friends (laughs) (laughs) that sold me on wanting to play this game negotiation stuff is so funny yeah that sounds really fun that's like oh look another fuck boy who like barely knows me but thinks he's in love with me or something is that Uh real I don't know if it, that they use that exact phrasing, but there is a lot of like demons in these games usually have like they, they draw from like kind of a set pool of personality types. And there is like a um, sort of a bad bitch personality type in Shin Megami Tensei where it's just like the the sexy characters who are often like like that's Nikomata. So she's like a she's like a cat girl um, in like kind of a office lady business suit type thing with like a black mask as well. Oh, well, there you go. Um, so she's like who wouldn't fall in love with that exactly and then she so a lot of those characters will sometimes be like 
uh oh you just like they'll, they'll ask you literally questions like are you interested in like me joining you as a demon or just because you're into like you, you just have a hots for me and sometimes they'll be like hell yeah i love that you are simping for me that means i will join your team and sometimes they'll be like <laughs> no i'll go fuck yourself i want uh you know i want to be on your team to kick some ass or something mm-hmm. like that so they change and the the conversations are kind of meant to be intentionally very stilted and funny uh mm-hmm. and just ridiculous a lot of the time has that always been the case for Shin Megami Tensei, or is this like... Oh, a, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like, I really... Because I've been seeing several of those screenshots around, and so I was like, oh, the localization, like... I, I imagine that's a, a hard sort of thing to, you know, translate, like, those cultural sort of ideas. And, oh, definitely. Yeah, communicate, like, the same intention as in, you know, translation is so much more complicated than direct translation it's about also conveying the same meaning that was intended in the original product and so like i i imagine these jokes are at least slightly different in the japanese version but the Mm, localization mm -hmm. team seems like they they were so great for this one like these jokes are really good it looks really neat and and speaking of i actually watched a a streamer play zone of the enders 2 last night which has a, a notoriously literal translation. Um, there's a scene in that game where the main character where the main character repeats something, a character repeats something that was said earlier in the game, and the main character says, Who is that second hand? <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> oh my god. In and that's a like a Japanese colloquialism translated literally that's supposed to mean who said that first or who originally like hey who said that like he's supposed to be saying like like acknowledging that they're repeating something that was said previously by someone else right and um and but it was translated literally so instead it it, it, you've got this poor this poor american voice actor saying (laughs) that complete nonsense second hand yeah um (laughs) So yeah, localization is important. Okay, I have I have now seen the image of Mothman. Okay, so oh, what is happening you. here yes. is they've started a negotiation with the demon, um, a Mothman demon. So this is like, Persona games didn't do this for a long time. Um, they brought it back in Persona 5, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But Shin Megami Tensei games have always done this, where it's like, if you want these guys to join your team. Also, a thing about Shin Megami Tensei games is like, your team is always your main dude, not always. Shin Megami Tensei 1 and 2 are their own weird thing, but from... Nope, sorry. I'm getting my wires crossed right now. Shin Megami Tensei games are always you as a human or human-like figure, the protagonist, and then you're constantly swapping people in and out of your your squad. You're not, like, building a party of best friends who are going to save the world. In fact, the way that these games basically always go, minor spoiler, I guess, but they they always do this. Like, your friends end up becoming weird monsters, and then you kill them. Uh, or cool. side with them, if you choose to, because there's, like, a morality system sort of thing. Um, but so you, what you do is you recruit demons to fight for your side and then they're kind of disposable, actually darkest dungeon like in that way. The idea is that you're supposed to be kind of like churning through them, fusing them together to make stronger monsters that you then like take to beat more guys who you mm-hmm. can then negotiate. What they've done here is he's negotiated with this Mothman. He won the negotiation because Mothman basically checked his, um, strength stat. And if you're in Contests of strength like that in this game, if your strength set is higher than his, they'll just join you instantly. Um, 
And then uh, if you try to get somebody on your side, but you don't have room for them or they're too high level for you or whatever, you can talk to them again later and they will instantly join your team if the conditions are right. So what this this is actually happening here is this person has fi- successfully finished the negotiation and then fucked up and Mothman says, I thought you wanted me on your team. If you don't go, got room when I see you next, the deal's off. And now he's talking to <laughs> Mothman again later and says, well, if it isn't the dumbass of too many friends, because <laughs> he didn't have team room. It's it's written in this extremely funny alternating caps thing. Like that, that's, how they, that's how Mothman always talks. Yeah. Yeah. That's extremely good. And like his just goofy ass, no hands, no arms, uh-huh. Mothman ass face. It's this. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play this game. <laughs> These games have some like the, the cutesy little guys are always very funny in Shin Megami Tensei games because they're always just like they know that they're cutesy. But also these are games about like the world ending and you mm-hmm. having to kill God to claim the right to rebuild it and whatever fucked up philosophy you want and stuff. Cool. Uh, um, they're always a vibe. And um, so they play around with that a lot. So like in Shimigami Tensei three, there's this famous line of like Jack Frost. who's this like cutesy little mascot character guy, a uh, little white snowman with Everybody like a big smiley face. Everybody yeah. loves Jack Frost. And he's like running a shop and his like line of dialogue when you talk to him is just buy something or I'll kill myself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so this um, isn't new. They've no, been no, like no. this. Oh, that's, yeah. That's no wonder people like these games. That's very charming. Yeah. I had actually good. never then, known know. that about Shin Megami Tensei that it had. I, I guess maybe I'm not sure. I wonder why that never translated like from the other games into something that I was aware of. Because, um, like, Jordo, you also didn't know this about the other Yeah, I had no idea. Games. Yeah, I didn't know they were, like, really funny, actually, it yeah. seems. Yeah, I, like, oh, yeah. All, I, all I had had any cultural exposure to was the Persona series. And so, like, I knew, I knew that Shin Megami Tensei was different, but I figured it was at least somewhat related to, like, teen drama, you no. know. But no, apparently it's very no. not. The Shimigami Tensei 3, um, you are a teenager in Tokyo for about five minutes, and mm-hmm. then an old man, a rich old guy in the um, basement of a hospital where they have been doing experiments on people, shows up uh, with Baphomet, the big goat god from, like, you know, England or whatever. From Satan. From Satan. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm going to kill you because uh, huh. you've seen too much. And then uh, he kind of thinks better of it. And he's like, it doesn't matter anyway uh, because the whole world is about to end. And then you go up on the roof of the building and the whole world ends and only six people are left alive. <laughs> and it's like you, oh, well. your two dipshit friends, uh, <laughs> the rich guy in the basement and his like partner um, are like the only people left alive. Like the black lightning rains down from the sky and then like it obliterates all life on Earth. And then... Uh, uh, twists Tokyo up into a big Dyson sphere, like inside out hollow earth cool. kind of thing. And you, you just go, Lucifer feeds you a fucked up worm, turns you into a demon and says, go out there and punch the shit out of demons until you can decide what you want to do with your life. And this is the third one. <laughs> this, that's the third one. Yeah. That's goals. I think to be one, one of two dipshits left over after the end of the world. Right. That's, yeah. that's what I'm, that's what I'm aiming for. No, these games are, these games are great. They're, they are not like, Persona, the, the later Persona games are are really not very similar tonally at all. But I like Shin Megami Tensei 5 a lot. I'll be, be very curious to see. They tend to do like follow ups and like, you know, there's Persona 5 Royal for the Persona games. The Persona 4 Golden. Shin Megami mm-hmm. Tensei 4 had like Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse. They tend to do like, 
either spinoffs. Are those like proper sequels? Shimagami Tensei. So the last one they did for Shimagami Tensei was a proper sequel. Okay. Four four was like straight up a. It was kind of a sequel that starts halfway through that previous game's story and then like goes in a completely different direction. But you play a different character. It's very weird, but it's very cool. Um, How long until Shimagami Tensei Five Dancing All Night? I don't know. That's a good question. They don't tend to do a lot of the those spinoffs for these games specifically. Yeah. So I wonder if that'll change since this seems like a, yeah. a pretty good success for the team. Like maybe the breakout Shin Megami Tensei game that they wanted in terms of like cultural sort of impact. It's make your like yeah. the attention it's getting. Cultural penetration type stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I just know a lot more RPG people now than I used to, but I feel like people are talking about this game a lot more than um than the last like numbered Shimigami game. But that was a 3DS game. That was though, a right? 3DS game. Exactly. There, this is there's the, your problem. This is the first numbered one they've done on a proper console since three on the PS2. And it's on the proper console. Right? Like it's on the one that is available to purchase and that to, people have. Or at the very <laughs> least enough people have bought it at this point that yeah, because even switches are kind of hard to find right now. But yeah. Yeah. Well if you want the OLED one. People have it. Yeah. There, there's enough switches out there. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think there's enough podcasts out there now that we've finished <laughs> this episode. Up. Yeah, we accidentally recorded a full length episode. Oh, did we? I didn't even pay attention. Yep. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. It was a good one, though. It was, it was just, fun. Uh, we said before this, we were probably going to just shoot the shit. And you know what happened? We shot we the shit. We did. Yeah. But th- hey, there was some RPG talk in there, too. Yeah, and we got Jordo in in to talk about K-pop. Yeah, yes, this is my first. I think this is my first episode. This might be your first episode of 99 Potions. It oh might be. Gosh. It took 70 something episodes, but I made 69 it. 69 plus question mark. <laughs> <laughs> but you're finally uh, here. Yeah. Also, real quick before we wrap in <sighs> my family, we never made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We made peanut butter and maple syrup sandwiches. Oh. Just, Peanut that's butter so, and syrup. That's so uh, thin, though. What? Um, yeah, no, it, like, it, it absorbs into the one, the other piece of bread. Right. Yeah. Uh, you don't like slobber it on. You know, like you're not gonna. You don't want to wind up with a soggy sandwich. And like, you can also use like pancake syrup or something that's a little bit that's got more, you know, cornstarch in it, so that it's thicker. Um. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's like you know how they 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 make they sell like peanut butter that's got like honey blended into it now and it's just sweet sweet mm. peanut butter it's that hmm. yeah it's good i recommend trying it i just hate peanut butter i just think peanut butter is bad now natalie what other sources of protein do you get do you get like do you eat meat yeah natalie eats bugs just hand the crickets because <laughs> i was like wondering like maybe natalie the reason you're so small is that you just never eat enough peanut butter to grow up big and strong no That's listen true. literally everyone has always told me eat bread eat meat and drink milk you know what the fuck i do most of my days i drink milk i eat bread and i eat meat and i'm still stuck here so <laughs> It's, Stuck here it, at the bottom. Natalie's family bottom, goes through twenty eight gallons work. of milk a week. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, I I love milk. Milk is great. I'm not one milk's of those people that's like, ah, milk is ugly. Like, no, I love milk. And like, yeah, milk's, milk. But rolls. it didn't help me grow. Oh, your butt. <laughs> well, it's not supposed to help you grow. It's supposed to make your bones strong, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm also failing in that department. 
Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, well, so class action lie. lawsuit against milk. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's bring down big milk and let's bring down this podcast as we wrap up yet another episode of 99 Potions. Thank you, Jordan. Oh, it's good sound. <laughs> pretty good at it, I like to say. <laughs> it's one of my many I just need to tell you that, right? That was a good segue. I... Uh, it was fantastic. Thank you. And it was a fantastic compliment from you, Natalie. I'm so happy. Yeah. And a fantastic performance from Jordan. I oh, love that thank too. you. Thank you. I've, it was my pleasure. And <laughs> you can find Jordan on Twitter at, at Jordan underscore Mallory. You can find mm-hmm. Natalie on Twitter at Art Emicia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find uh, Imran at Imran. Imran Z O M G. Imran's Oh My God. You can find him at Imran's Oh My God. He made it right. when he was in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when Imran was fourth grade and on Twitter. God, there are there this are the fourth graders used. on Twitter, huh? Yeah, it's like a brand thing, you know. Yeah, you gotta brand consistency is important. Yeah, the brand consistency I found was like I, I, you know what my name is? It's this one, and I got it on <laughs> Twitter because I'm at Stephen Strum on Twitter. Uh, John is. At floppy adult on Twitter, uh, you can uh, John and Imran have been with us this whole time, just laughing off screen. It's great. Yeah. Uh, so we appreciate them for stopping by. We appreciate you for stopping by. And if you want to stop by somewhere else, you can go to fanbyte.com to read all of our stuff. Go to fanbyte.com/podcasts to read, to listen to all of our podcasts, and go to at fanbyte media on Twitter to see all of our tweets about podcasts and articles and other things that you can find mm-hmm. to consume. So true. And on this most auspicious holiday episode, we would like to end the way that we always do with a big step towards the bar where mm-hmm. we take an even bigger glass of potion. Mine's full of gravy. A, that's, that's is there syrup in the gravy? No. What? Is there peanut butter? In? No. <laughs> you don't like <laughs> gravy? Yeah. It's, it's, it is country gravy, though. Oh, What's the difference okay. between country gravy and normal gravy? Country gravy is is white and made with flour versus like like a a brown gravy that's that's um you know yeah. a, um, <laughs> the normal brown gravy that's brown. <laughs> Do you have a little piece of toast floating around in there with the gravy, Jordan? No. How am I going to drink toast? I mean. You don't have. It's like you know, adds flavor. It's it's more. It's like a garnish or like gonna, a, you know, it's gonna scratch like when my you throat put the, the way lime down. on your mojito or like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. My 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 potion flask has a has a little uh, circle of toast, kind of wedged onto the rim to be cute. Perfect. Well, uh, let's get a taste of that in just a minute here after we give it a big hearty. Ding.